The following podcast is going to contain spoilers along with me, just a regular guy, talking about all the things I love, such as comics, movies, television, music, and books. So yeah, proceed at your own risk. Welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, Steven, and it is Friday. But I'm not going to sing a song, because Friday is not a day that needs to have a song sung about it every freaking week. So I'm not going to do it. i got a special episode for you today, folks. We've been doing Halloween theme this week. It's all been about, well, mostly zombies. Mostly zombies. I mean, we did Ghost Rider on Monday, but then we did zombie movies, a couple of zombie movies on Tuesday. We did zombie books on Wednesday. We did Deceased, which is DC Zombies. We did that on Halloween, and Halloween's over. It's Friday. It's November 1st, but I want to do one last zombie-themed episode, and this is quite the quirky zombie-themed episode because I want to talk about five issues, a five-issue run of comics that currently is only available through Comixology. It's not a Comixology original, but that's the only place it's available right now. And there's a Kickstarter campaign out there right now to produce this book as a trade paperback. And it's called Night of the Mullets. It was written by Boaz Drawer. I'm not sure. I honestly, I looked it up. I tried to find where you could pronounce this guy's last name. It's D-R-O-R, Drawer. I know his first name is pronounced Boaz because he says his name in the video on the Kickstarter, but he doesn't say his last name. So I'm just assuming Drawer, Boaz Drawer with art by Valentin Ramon. And this, honestly, this was a book. It popped up. The, the Kickstarter stuff popped up on my Instagram because I feel like, the the Instagram account account for Night of the Mullets, they liked something that I had put up. So I, I started checking out some of the stuff they were putting up and I thought, Night of the Mullets, this sounds stupid. This sounds dumb. Guys with mullets who are like hurting people, that's dumb. But then I started reading more into it and I got super interested once I read what it was, the idea behind it. I'm going to give you a little bit of information about the book. I'm not going to go, I'm not going to talk about the entire story because I feel like this is something, I'm not, I wasn't asked by anybody to say, hey, let's go back this Kickstarter campaign. But I feel like if if this sounds in any way interesting to you, I really enjoyed the five books. I can't afford at this point to back this guy's Kickstarter, but I did purchase the five books. That's about as far as my wallet will go. So if I can't back the Kickstarter, maybe one thing I can do is is point it out to other people. The, the Those of you that listen to the show, I'm going to have the link for the Kickstarter in the show notes. Just go check it out. 
And if you're interested enough based off of what I'm telling you to go check out the Kickstarter, and then you're interested enough to learn even more based on the Kickstarter, then yeah, I would encourage you to pledge. But if if there is some chance that somebody may want to do that, I don't want to spoil the story for them. I want them to get that trade paperback and read the story and have fun with it. Not that there is like a big... There is kind of a spoiler reveal during the end um, that I'm, I'm just not going to get into at this point. But here, here's the premise of the book. There are alien creatures that they refer to as xenocytes. And they resemble, I think at one point somebody described them in the book as like a, uh, a really big, nasty looking pill bug. Think of a pill bug. You know those roly polies that when you get near them or touch them, they just automatically roll up into a ball. Think of that, but picture their legs as more hook-like, crab-like, hook-like. And then instead of a hard shell on the outside, it's hair. And when it's, it's big enough that basically they latch onto the top of somebody's head and they, they take the person over. They use the person for life in a, a symbiotic relationship. But when they're on this person's head, it looks like a mullet. There's business in the front and party in the back. That's what these aliens look like. And they seem to be attracted to men that have that are full of testosterone. That's kind of what they, uh, the, the, what I get from the book is that's what they feed on. They, they, they love the testosterone male. And when they take the guy over, they, they love to drink beer and ogle women. And, uh, but their, their purpose is to propagate the species. More of them, they, they come from space. They, they like these giant collection of hairballs that land on the, 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 the earth's surface and they break apart into these little xenocytes and they, they gather, they, they find men and they latch onto their heads. And this is all taking place in this little town of, in Texas where something obviously happened with these creatures many years ago. There's this whole backstory that I'm not going to really get into, but what makes it then even better is that there's this group of women that have dedicated their lives to fighting these xenocytes, these zombie mullet creatures, and they are hairdressers. And I just think that's freaking genius. And I don't remember the name of their group, but they all, their, their base of operations is a cosmetology school and they have an underground lair and they have uh, certain almost hairdresser themed weapons. And they have, they have crossbows that shoot out these grappling hooks. So when they go up against somebody who has this mullet on their head, the xenocyte, they shoot it with a crossbow that has a like a grappling hook that latches onto the person, preferably their head where the xenocyte is. And it's got a line that still is connected to the crossbow, which shoots electricity through it, which shocks the creature senseless long enough for the woman to come up with basically what is a uh, like a foldable uh, scythe and just scalp the guy. They hadn't figured, they haven't figured out a way at this point how to peel the thing off of somebody without killing the host. Once the host has been taken over by one of these creatures, you just write them off as dead. Well, you also learn that there's this guy named Dix, who's this old dude that basically controls the town. He has in his possession the queen, the queen xenocyte. And there's something about the queen whenever it wants to mate with one of these males. So all of these 
mullets. The queen doesn't look like these things. The queen looks a little different. And for most of the comic, it's encased in a green shell. But when it's when the mating frenzy is upon it, it emits this stuff that they just refer to as juice. And this juice can be used as as basically like a like fuel for power to to create energy. And just a drop of it is like super powerful. And so this guy, his plan is to, I guess, gather enough of these males around to extract the juice from this queen. That's what, that's what you think. That's what you think that this guy is all about. That's what he's trying to do. There's more to it. And there was a scientist that used to live there. When one of these women was a little girl, she was friends with this boy named, I think his name was Gabe. And they were both into the same comic books. There was a certain comic book that they both liked. And his dad was a scientist and something happened to his dad when he was a kid and his dad died and he was taken to foster home. Well, at the beginning of the series, her and one of the other women who are part of this hair force, I think that's what they're called, the hair force. They're going, they go to New York to find him because they need him. There's something about him that they need to fight these creatures. And it's, they're not quite sure what it is. It has something to do with the fact that his dad was the scientist. Well, he has this memory of his dad just before his dad died and he is sent into foster home of his dad coming out of the house and beating him. And so he hates his dad. He, 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 as far as he's concerned, he's never had a dad. He doesn't want anything to do with his dad. And uh, so he kind of resists going back. But of course, they bring him back. And it's just a, it's a really fun, a really fun book. It's, um, there's some, there's a bit of violence, of course, because they have to scalp these dudes and it's, you know, it is in essence a zombie book. Um, there's language. So be aware of that. Don't let your kids read this, but it's, it's really fun. I really enjoyed it. I think it's, I enjoyed it enough that I think it's worth me coming on to an episode, dedicating an entire episode and then pointing people toward the Kickstarter campaign. I enjoyed it that much. I think it's worth being on trade paperback. This is a guy, I, I looked a little bit into it, and from what I could gather, this was a story that the guy originally conceived to be a movie, and he'd written a script, and it, it, it had gotten to certain stages, and in the end, he felt it was, he, he couldn't go any further with it when it came to uh, the movie industry. And so then he thought it might even, he, he thought, well, I, I, this, I have to have, this story has to be out there. And what if it's not going to be a movie, then it has to be a comic book. What better way to tell this story if I can't make a movie out of it than it needs to be a comic book? And he teamed up with uh, Valentin Ramon, who apparently is known for a book named Dave, which I only learned about by watching the Kickstarter video, but it made me now want to seek out this comic book called Dave, a robot workplace comedy is how he described it in the video. And I'm like, hey, that sounds like something I'd enjoy. So now I got to go out and seek that out. But the, like I said, the Kickstarter will be the, the, the link will be in the show notes. I thought it was a very well put together book. The art is great. He has a different cover artist for each of the five books. I know that Jim Mafood is one of them. I can't remember who the others are, but just know that if you just look at one of the covers, that's not what the art on the inside is going to look like. If you're familiar with this Valentin Ramon, then you already know what the art's going to look like. I really enjoyed it. I thought the art was excellent. There were moments where there's like a whole horde of these mullet zombie dudes, and you know they all looked exactly the same. They could have just been clones of one another. And I that for a moment, I kind of went, well, you know, whatever. 
Zombies all look the same, I guess. Whatever. I can, I can handle that. I think mainly the reason they all look the same is because they all had the same mullet, you know, in essence. But it was a real, it was a real fun book, really good story. I like the way it ended. I thought it ended very well. There's a slight secret at the end of the book. I'm not going to spoil that. Uh, I didn't, I didn't catch until it happened. There were hints throughout the book. And as it came closer and closer, they were hinting at it. And I thought, well, what's, what's going on? What are, what are they trying to say here? And then once it was revealed, I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. I'm sure a smart person probably could have figured that out in, by the, you know, in an issue previous, but I had to have it revealed to me and I enjoyed it. I thought it was a, a nice little, a nice little secret to be revealed about the book and the way everything tied in together. So Night of the Mullets. If you want to go out to Comixology and pick up the first issue to give it a try, you know, go ahead. I think they're I think they're a dollar ninety nine. I think that's how much I paid for each issue. Five of them, one through five. And uh yeah, I would urge you if you if you find this in inner way in any way interesting, check out the Kickstarter and then you know what? Make your own decision from there. But regardless of what you're going to do, what I'm going to do is tell you that my name is Steven and I'm just another fanboy. Be nice to each other. Have a good weekend and other stuff that I could say to close out the episode. Just shut up already. End it. Finish the episode. Somebody put me in a headlock. All right, I'm done. Bye. Just Another Fanboy is a presentation of the Stephen or Else podcast. Questions and comments can be directed to feedback at stephenorelse.com. You can support the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash Stephen R. Orr and get instant access to the My Other Podcast podcast, a weekly show about whatever crawls its way into my tiny little mind just moments before I tap record. You can find me on the World Wide Web at StephenOrElse.com or find me on Twitter and Instagram by searching for at StephenOrElse. I also encourage you to subscribe to the show, leave us a five-star review, and share this episode with a friend. Just Another Fanboy is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can find that over at comicspodcasts.com. All links will be in the show notes. Bye-bye, Daddy. Good job.